0: This is Together 24-7, episode 104.
1: I have a great new idea for a new contest.
0: I know you do. Tell me about it. Okay,
1: so we want to promote you guys, our listeners, and we want to promote your business. So, what do you win in this contest?
0: You win a commercial on our podcast that'll be run for four straight Monday episodes.
1: And it's really forever because, like embarrassing pictures on Facebook, it's going to be forever, like on a podcast. And you can enter in one of three ways. Way number one is to go to iTunes, rate and review us, take a screenshot of your rate and review, and email it to us.
0: And the next way is either in iTunes or Google Play Music, subscribe to our podcast. And again, take a screenshot showing that you subscribe to it and email us. The
1: email address is info, I-N-F-O at together247.net. The third way to enter is to go to the website – www.together247.net and sign up for our newsletter. So go ahead, enter the contest and keep your fingers crossed cuz we know somebody's going to be a winner each and every month.
0: Good luck.
2: Welcome to Together 247, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your host, Barry and Catherine Cohen. Showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996 and business together since 2003 and have survived to talk about it. Welcome
0: to Together 24-7. I'm your co-host, Barry Cohen.
1: I'm your co-host, Catherine Cohen.
0: That makes me the host then. (laughs) I win. Don't look at me in that tone of voice.
1: You know the little cut you got on your hand yesterday? I'm yes. going to go over there and squeeze your hand for you.
0: Okay. Don't so, do that.
1: Yeah. So be nice. Be nice.
0: You want to explain to our listeners what cut you're talking about?
1: Well, somebody went to play with a drill yesterday and slipped and cut himself pretty good.
0: There's lots of blood. It was there awesome. There was. I,
1: I was cleaning up blood all day. But. No stitches, no infection, no bad stuff. It was more superficial than it looked when it was skirting blood all over the house. So much fun. So much fun. So today our guests are Rebecca Klein Scott and Keith Scott from Tall Small Productions.
2: I like them. Great to be here today. Thank you guys.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you guys. All right. So Tall Small Productions. It's not that they do tall things and small things and they
0: do lots of productions. It's that they are tall tall thing and small thing. (laughs)
1: Thing one and thing two.
0: Okay. (laughs) Who's the tall one?
2: I'm the tall one. It's six foot nine. And no, I did not play basketball.
3: And it it depends how you define tall, if we're talking height or not. I'm five foot two. And my last name, Klein, does mean small in German. So I at least grew into my height.
1: Well, that's good. That's good. (laughs) You represent. You represent for the Kleins. All right. All right. You guys are out of Baltimore, Maryland, and what you do is communication, consulting, and training. You've got a lot of classes on your website. I like that. Tell us about like, how you do your classes. How, how are those all done? Is it uh, in person, uh, online? Tell our listening audience a little bit about that, because that's good stuff for businesses.
3: Everything we do is in person and together. The fact is most people can only listen to someone for about 20 seconds and absorb what they're saying. We banter back and forth, tease each other, keep everyone laughing in our classes, whether it's a media relations class, customer service, or public speaking and body language.
2: We started with our class with predominantly focusing on public speaking, With people moved into relationships, learning how to network, dealing with sales, multi-generational communication, we found that we continue to grow and expand because communication is the toughest subject we find in this world.
3: Absolutely. In yes. fact, oh. more people are afraid of death than public speaking. I thought it was public speaking. Versa, over Yeah, no, I was going to say, public speaking public. over
1: death. Right. Yeah,
0: because that wouldn't have made a good point then. Yeah. But, no, but turn it the other way makes turn a great the other, point.
1: It does make a great point. And e- I want, either Catherine, way, I'm no, afraid of.
0: Very important. It's not that I'm not paying attention to you, but I'm only human. I can only pay attention to you for 20 seconds at a time. Thank you, Rebecca, for that. Rebecca,
1: you've just been put on my list. Now you've given him an excuse. (laughs) So in the past, Rebecca, you have been a TV reporter, a spokesperson, communications and marketing consultant. And Keith, CEO of the Baltimore County Chamber of Commerce. You are a lobbyist. And Chambers of Commerce, you know, before everybody who's listening goes, ew, lobbyist, ew, or yay, lobbyist, yay. um, Chambers of Commerce lobby on behalf of small business. So all business and small business mostly, right?
2: Absolutely. and The Chambers try to find a common sense solution to political needs. Many times people label the Chamber on a certain political angle, but they're truly about Helping businesses find a common sense solution that'll work for all parties in the community.
1: And yeah, very true. We, uh, for a number of years, we were very involved in uh, the Greater Phoenix Chamber of Commerce and South Mountain Chamber of Commerce. So great for business to be part of the Chamber of Commerce, get involved in, in that. Um, just, you know, totally, totally get with that. You guys teach uh, a community class for professionals. That's how you started. And it's over at Towson University is where you teach and Baltimore County
3: Community College. And where else do you guys teach? Wherever anybody invites us. Most of the time now we go into companies and they'll schedule us for single sessions or for long-term series. And when we first started, it was gathering friends of friends, colleagues of colleagues. And then that grew into going into companies. When we started, we had no idea that it would grow so quickly. We thought it would be fun to teach a course and it snowballed.
1: That's so neat. Now, you guys have been in business together for 3 years but married for 2. So you dated and built the business. Who was
2: sleeping with the boss?
1: I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we actually only been married since uh, January of 2016. Uh, what is that? Six months? Oh, so you mm-hmm. were shacking got up. Right? Oh,
1: okay. So yeah. together, they, they were two shacking years, up. They were sha- but <laughs> they were working together before they were shacking up. They were together two years, in business together almost three years, and now they're married. Lots of math.
2: Absolutely. A lot of different numbers. Lots. It's all worked out well.
1: That well, that's good. That's good. Blended family. Uh Absolutely. two girls, nine years old, boys are eleven and fourteen. Do they play they any role in the business? Amazing.
2: Do they play any role in this? Absolutely. In
1: the business, in the business.
2: they, They come along with us to presentations. They helped us with the marketing material. They've helped us develop our presentations. And they know the presentations, especially the girls. They know the presentations backwards and forwards.
3: And they teach us too. If we don't explain something clearly, they are the first ones to tell us a better way to do it. And the fun part is they're usually right. We have this one exercise where we help people put together their elevator pitches and to figure out what they're passionate about and to use the things they're passionate about in their introductions. And people had a hard time understanding this exercise. And then one of our nine-year-olds said, why don't you explain it this way? And ever since then, it's been a whole different exercise.
1: And that elevator pitch is so important because, as you said, people pay attention to you for about 20 seconds. You get about 30 to maybe 45 in some sort of meet and greet or networking opportunity. And if you don't have people saying, tell me more, you've lost them. You've, you've completely lost your audience. So yes. The problem
2: is people start out with, hi, I'm Bob with Nationwide Insurance and I sell 14 different lines of insurance and I've been doing this for 22 years. And basically Bob is reading off a brochure. You're not understanding what is Bob about? What is Bob's passions? Can you trust Bob? Can I build a relationship with him? people don't understand that 30-second infomercial is a chance to build a connection with an individual or with your audience.
3: And if Bob presents himself as a robot and sounds like a brochure, then when he introduces himself to someone, they're going to sound the same way. And that's why so many of us come home from networking events so frustrated and feel like we didn't get to talk to anyone. But that's because we're going there and speaking in ways we would never talk to anybody we know.
1: No, and, and it's it's unfortunately become uh, all about handing out how many business cards can you hand out, can you hand out a lot of business cards, how many business cards can you collect, how many people can you put on your networking list, blah, 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 rather than hi, and asking a question, introducing yourself in such a way that you become a person and not, as you said, a brochure. So that's people one of the want to connect
2: with that humanity that each person has within them, but many times... As we get older in the workforce or in life, we lose that sense of purpose. We lose who we are to corporate identity, a business identity. We need to get rid of that and get back to who we are as a person that inspires others.
1: Agreed. Totally. That is so important. So now let me ask you, given the numbers that I just rattled off over here, in business together three years, married since January, together as a couple for two years, that's confusing. How did you start the business together? Um, Why did you guys decide to start in business together? And which came first, the business or the relationship?
3: Business came first. We were already friends. And we found that we just kept getting closer and closer. And even though we may disagree about certain things like the temperature in a room, we have yet to have any kind of disagreement about the business. It's really work is play for us with this.
1: Now, the question that I normally ask is, the moment you realized you could do this without ruining your relationship, let me ask it a different way because this is totally different. The moment you realized you could start
3: a business relationship without ruining the business here's the thing with us we tend to dive right into things we don't overthink things when we needed to come up with a business name we were on the phone late one night and he said i'm tall and i said i'm small let's use that we merged it together when we needed a logo instead of hiring a graphic artist we just started playing around on the computer liked the first one we came up with and ran with it and too many people make life so complex and we like to keep things simple. We found it worked and just dove right in.
2: Yeah, you know, we never really analyzed the question, could we work with each other? It's funny, we were doing a presentation today and we were talking about how we work together, we travel with each other, and a woman across the way said, wow, I could never do that with my husband. We hear that all the time. And we wonder, did they not build a strong foundation or friendship? Because if, if you couldn't do that, Then then what are you doing? It seems strange that, because we believe in a marriage, it should be your best friend, your best ally, and the person has your back 24-7. Or your sugar mama. (laughs) Or your your
1: sugar mama. Keep looking, sweetheart. Keep looking.
3: (laughs) And we are always astounded by how many couples out there do their best to avoid each other finding different activities to do all week throughout the week and only coming together with kids on the weekends. And that we knew that was not the kind of marriage that we wanted.
1: I think certainly one of the things that you've got to develop before you even jump into business or do it backwards like you guys did. But, you know, before you jump into business with somebody is, you know, what are the ground rules? And for some people, you know, Never working with their spouse or significant other is perfectly fine. Um, and again, you know, for a lot of people out there, never working for themselves is perfectly fine. And as long as you're happy doing what you're doing, I think I think that's pretty cool. So moving on a little bit more to you started a business, you guys were friends, you developed a relationship. Tell us a little bit about who does what in the company um, and how did you guys determine that?
3: We both do everything. We both do all of our presentations together. There's a unique energy that comes from that because we laugh a lot through it, we tease each other, and we do all of that together. We even do most of our business development calls and in-person meetings together because it lets people into an understanding of what it's like to work with us. If just one of us goes on one of those business development meeting calls, it takes away from what we are. So many other companies have one-person leading sessions, and by seeing us together and the banter we have, they're able to get a sense of how it would be to work with us. So do you overlap? Now, let's talk
1: about the day-to-day stuff, uh, the bookkeeping, the follow-up, the, you know, the
2: bleh stop. (laughs) There's a lot of that, obviously. And we we share that. We share that whether it's the follow up calls for billing, whether it's putting together a proposal for a prospect, making sure that someone that was on our list didn't follow up or rescheduling appointments. We're both talking with each each other all day long to negotiate and strategize and, and move that. And we're very quick in those decision making processes.
3: A lot of our clients have joked that we share one head and we always find the same thing, too. And to streamline the process of working with us even further, we share one email for the business. So when somebody's writing us, they're always writing both of us. That's an interesting way of getting things done. That makes things fast.
1: Now, tell us how, because some of the emails that we share for our business, you know, you've got that info at email and and that sort of thing, where it comes to to both Barry and I. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd like a little insight on how... You answer the email without duplicating the answer.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, every email from a customer that comes in, every question, we'll then send an email and say, did you see this? What do you think? We'll discuss it real quick. And then either one of us will write the email back to that party.
3: And if it's something that doesn't require discussion, we always blind copy our own email on it so that we can each see if somebody wrote the other person back first. And that has worked really well.
2: But the key... It's not to second guess the other person. I think that happens in a lot of relationships. Someone answers the email, then they look at the answer and they think, well, why did you say that? Go with it. If we're in a presentation and Rebecca moves a certain way or I move a certain way with a subject matter, we don't go, oh, what are you doing? Just go with it. It's like you're on stage in a theater and someone loses their lines or they add lines. Just move with it and keep moving forward.
0: So now you said earlier that you guys have never had an entrepreneurial disagreement, nothing in the business. How do you avoid it?
3: It may just be luck that we are soulmates in life and then soulmates in business. The the closest to a disagreement would be I'm always cold. Keith is always running hot, and we don't want to have him in a drenched sweat in sessions, so we keep the temperature cold, and that's about it. But
2: really, with the, with the client, let's say it's uh, coming up with a proposal. You like this? I like that. Let's add it. Sure. It's being flexible. It's trusting that other person. I completely trust Rebecca. She completely trusts me. We, we know we have each other's back when we're doing a presentation. We never wonder when we look at the other, oh, I hope they don't forget this it's very much as though we have that same brain and in a concept working with a client if someone says something you just move and pivot in that direction i think not getting hung up on the small stuff looking at the big picture is the key the tall picture right the tall (laughs) not the little (laughs) not the little picture not the small (laughs) picture exactly,
3: not the five foot two one there's really
2: nothing much to argue about it's not like we're doing rocket science or creating a a missile where you have to define mathematics. I mean, we're in the communication business. If, if we're going to have arguments about communication, then, then we truly really have a problem ourselves.
0: Good point. Uh, you you mentioned that you you use the comment that you share the same head. We've been saying for years here that Catherine and I share the same brain. So we you know we we feel you guys. We understand exactly where you're at because we we truly do think the same. Although we do have some disagreements about about business, but we just Resolve it, move forward, and go on to the next thing. So I, I think that's pretty cool that you guys have never really had that, that argument, that disagreement, that blowout fight, dishes flying. You're just,
1: you're just waiting for somebody to start screaming on one of these interviews, aren't you?
0: Knives being tossed.
1: <laughs> okay, move on.
0: <laughs> so tell us then, what are some of the joys that you guys have being together 24-7?
3: We have a lot of fun when we're driving to sessions. Most people, when they're driving to meetings, don't have the luxury of being with their best friend, laughing along the way. We do silly voices. We laugh. This is all fun for us. And we come home each day every time and think, I can't believe we're paid to do this. This is so much fun.
2: It's just the joy to be able to be with each other, go to events and have shared experiences. In the past, you know, we've both been married previously and with people who have had completely separate jobs. It was always strange to me, and Rebecca I believe feels the same way, that you come home and you talk about what you did and they talk about what they did, but you didn't have that shared common experience of being there on site. We get the joy of saying we were both at the presentation. We were both meeting with a client. We were both on the phone. We were both there at the same time. And there's something about having shared experiences that enriches a relationship.
1: Now, I'm going to thrown a question here, and this is something that gets asked of us, of of Barry and I, and uh, probably of other couples that are in business together. And then, of course, there's our our listening audience that is thinking about or just starting out getting in business together. And the question that's always asked is, "Well, isn't it boring? What do you guys talk about? I mean, if you have this whole day together, and you know, and and you have these shared experiences, well, what else is there to talk about?" So. Tell us a little bit about what you guys talk about.
3: We are complete nerds. I'll confess that. And Keith will be the first to agree with me, I'm sure. Because this is our passion, we talk and joke about it 24-7. You might find us on Friday night sitting in our chairs in our living room laughing about a game that we might try playing with our clients to get them to loosen up. If we were building something we didn't care about that meant nothing to us personally, I could see where it would get boring. But because this is something we care about, it's really a hobby, a business, and a passion all blended into one.
2: And of course, when you get bored, there's always going to bed.
3: Okay. You know
1: what? I don't need the adult content rating on this one. So let's just say that it's night, night time and we're going to sleep and we'll just leave it at
3: that. Bert and Ernie go to bed. We did have one time. What else was I implying? That's all I said. one One time we were doing a session with some state employees. I will not mention the office name. And we said, any questions about halfway through the session? And one woman raised her hand and had a very serious expression on her face. And we had no idea what she was going to ask. And usually we have some pretty good intuition on what somebody will say. But she asked us, do you two sleep in one bed? <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yes. That is funny. That's
0: hysterical. Just though we have bunk beds.
3: Yes. Sometimes we do feel like we're Bert and Ernie, but <laughs> no bunk beds. No bunk beds. Well, that's good.
0: So is there anything that the two of you do to actually separate your family time from your business time?
3: Oh,
2: absolutely. I mean, our family time in terms of our kids, you know, we try to get away and do things that can relax us, get out in nature, hiking and try to get away. But we find that we doing those things allows us to be more creative in our day-to-day business.
3: And if, if it's time with the kids on the weekends, we try not to book many sessions on the weekends. And if we do, We'll bookend it at the beginning or end of the day and do something really fun as a family the rest of the day. We always want them to feel like they are the first priority because they are on the times when they're with us.
0: Now, the the 14-year-old, is he the broody teenager? Oh, yes.
3: He's probably <laughs> listening right now, too.
2: <laughs> you nailed that.
0: <laughs> What's his name?
2: His name is Eric.
0: Eric lighten eric up smile smiling. it's okay really I say
2: that every day and why can't only, you smile yes. a little bit
3: and that if you say lighten up or smile that only makes him all the more brooding oh well, we of have course quite it the does. cast of characters though
0: okay wait eric can you understand this <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's his language that is their <laughs>
0: language and then eventually they grow out of it so that's good but he's famous right. now because he's on this podcast that's
1: right he's famous he's on our <laughs> podcast <laughs> Tell your friends.
0: Uh, okay. So getting getting back to business, uh, at least for a few more minutes. Are there any books that either of you have read that have really impacted your business that you think our listeners should be reading?
2: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Hmm. That's a great question. Thank you. <laughs> Catherine thought of it.
3: If it's, it's a good one, I thought com- of it. It's always good to compliment good the right person. Nosing, yeah.
2: Yep. People will always say, you know, I read this book. I read that. I kept up to date. I have to confess, Rebecca is much more red than I am, but that we watch and learn from observing life experiences, people in meetings, conferences, understanding the world and how it works, that's truly our book and where we've gained our experience and why we created this business, because we noticed so many people had a weakness in being afraid to speak in public. And it was the loudmouths, typically the loudmouths that don't know anything, that were commanding attention. We wanted to help those people. And so our experiences and our our programs come from life experiences.
3: And when we have delved into communications books, such as ones on communicating across the generations or ones on body language, we often find they overcomplicate things and are written in a jargon style that does not mirror how we teach. interesting
2: yeah so basically we're saying we're know-it-alls and we don't need (laughs) to read a book
1: well thank you for defining that
2: that. okay so we got that
1: there okay so they're know-it-alls i'll make it notes
3: (laughs) but we are writing a book oh to read ours
1: (laughs) tell us about that book and when will it be available so that we can keep it on our show notes and then uh later on when it's available you'll send us the link but tell me about uh, tell us about that book
3: it's a, it'll be a self-published one. HarperCollins wanted it, but we said no. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we are going to tell people stories. We're storytellers at heart, and we're interviewing all different people from all different walks of life, clients, non-clients, about their relationships with public speaking. One of the women we interviewed grew up in a church singing, always comfortable on stage, and then when she got into the corporate world, was silent and would even call in sick on days where she was asked to give a presentation until one day that changed. And we're collecting stories like that and sharing them with the hope that other people will face their own fears.
0: That's awesome. I can't wait to get that book.
3: Yeah, no, that, that is good. How
0: far along are you?
3: Not that far, but we also joked about how fun it would be to have a book that's really empty inside. So people could create their own story.
0: (laughs) That's been created before. It's called a notebook.
3: Exactly. Thank you, Barry. (laughs) You burst our bubble. Sorry, what are we going to do now? We're planning to include about 24 people's stories. If you want to be in it, you can still have two slots. Or one, if you share a brain.
1: We do share a brain. I'm always the one who's, well, you've come out of your shell over the last 21 years. So that's cool. (laughs) Thank you? You've you've mostly come out of your shells.
0: Oh, gosh. So... Let's move along, shall we? Let's take the focus <laughs> off of me. You just
3: said a word, Barry, that is a curse word in the tall, small world. We have to call you out on it. You said, so should we move along. So is a word that we call a gateway drug to other filler words.
0: Oh. Jay. So what are you saying?
3: saying
2: <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're, you're addicted.
3: You're addicted. That's what
0: she's saying.
1: You're addicted you're to
3: filler words. You're not just yet, but this is the weed of filler words, probably. <laughs>
0: It's legal in Arizona, though.
1: <laughs> no, not until,
0: not until the election, potentially. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I'll stop saying so, so much. So, you are now, so up. <laughs> now. I'll use now. No, it's, no, a, it's a filler thing. word.
1: Just start with your sentence.
0: <clears throat> if you can give our listeners just one piece of <laughs> advice, what would it be?
2: Simplify. Take everything you're writing, everything you're saying, and cut it in half. Make it simple. Got that, Think Kathy? of any
3: presentation you're giving like a Super Bowl commercial where every word is worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Cut out all the fluff. All the times in a presentation where people say, I was just thinking, or today I might start with, in conclusion. All of those kinds of words, get rid of and keep it simple, as Keith said. Never script a presentation.
0: The question I have then is what happens if you're running too fast and you have to stretch it out?
2: No, don't stretch it out. Just cut it off. Just don't ever stretch it off because people do that in introductions and they keep mumbling on and on and on and no one's paying attention and it kills it. Shorter is always sweeter. Can
3: you say that again?
2: Shorter, I'll say it slowly, is always sweeter.
0: <laughs> Catherine, cut it we'll off. make sure Stop we'll get that into the show notes.
2: Shorter, Shorter is, is always, always sweeter. sweeter.
3: Two is always sweeter than six
2: foot nine. Rebecca's gonna have bumper stickers soon on this, <laughs> but yeah, cut it off. I mean, no one wants to. No one's complained about a short speech or a short program. They only complain about long programs,
0: especially when they're long and boring.
2: That's right, but, and most things are.
0: <laughs> um, I will try not to take that personally, but okay. <laughs>
1: All right. So we've done business, we've done family, we've done the relationships. Now let's go into the food round. Woohoo! The food round, the, wow. The food round, right. <laughs> so, you know, get a little bit more of your personality, a little bit more of cool. uh, you know, what it's like to be you guys and and the things that you like. And as you said at the beginning, you know, when you are doing your 30-second commercial, uh, your elevator pitch, you wanna connect with the person. You want to uh you know, to to show a little part of yourself other than you are your business. I am my business. My business is me. So, guys, what is your favorite meal to cook together? Or if you don't cook together, what is your favorite meal at your
3: favorite restaurant? What is your favorite meal to cook together, Keith?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have never cooked a meal together <laughs> with Rebecca. That is not part of our business strategy. <laughs> we... <laughs> Whose protection is
0: that for? <laughs>
3: All of our Everyone. <laughs> so then what is your... has it that Keith once made a meal where he opened every different kind of beans under the sun, you could imagine, poured them into a pot and said, this is dinner. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. That. Just... Yeah,
2: it's, it's really sad. It's really <laughs> I
3: think he made that up so that I cook dinner every night.
2: So the
0: rule is but keep the tall guy it... out of the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
3: <laughs> the kitchen is my domain. The lawn is his. And that's right. one area where we don't share ahead and we're happy that way. But we love family dinners. And for us, it's not as much about the food, but the laughter at the table, all the joking around with the kids. The food is really a secondary thing. So then your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant.
2: We go on date night. Mm-hmm. We are so we're predictable. <laughs> You go to Payway. it's a local Chinese restaurant. You may have them out there. Yes, yeah we do. They're, they're far we
0: from local. Same
2: meal and every single time. And we sit near the cooks and we have conversations with them. And then we make up stories of couples and we imitate what they're saying and practice our body language skills.
3: And then we're home by 630.
2: <laughs> that is our date night.
3: That is
1: super exciting. <laughs>
2: Wild, isn't
1: it? It is so last
2: They're for the same meal every time, the same kids' cup drinks because we're cheap. <laughs> and on a good note, they make it for the early birch special. That's right, exactly. That's
1: right. <laughs> so, last question in the food round would be red, white, or beer in the like, kids'
0: cups.
3: <laughs> I like white wine and non sweet tea. And this is another area where we actually don't see eye to eye.
0: Mm. Well, in all fairness, <laughs> unless you're standing on a chair.
3: That's right.
2: I would have said beer, but I typically don't drink much anymore, but definitely would go for the beer category.
1: Definitely going for the beer category. All right. So we've got one white Puzzles wine. Tea.
2: Yeah, sweet tea. There's nothing better.
1: And one likes sweet tea and one likes non-sweet tea. Mm. All right. All right. So, you know, you can always add the sugar to the tea. So just make the tea and then add the sugar later.
2: That's where Rebecca and I also differ. Uh You want to talk about differences? And Rebecca has introduced me to foods I've never heard of. I grew up in the traditional meat and potatoes and simplistic meals, and Rebecca (laughs) will bring these foods to the table that I've never heard of. I didn't even know they existed.
3: But you now like hummus? Yes, I like hummus and
2: curry and things like that. So I've learned to appreciate a vast variety of things. The next step is kimchi.
3: Uh, nobody likes kimchi.
0: Nobody likes
1: kimchi. He
3: is not to tell Keith what he's eating or to give him any advance notice of what will be on the table. And then usually all goes well. And usually he'll say something along the lines of, actually, this wasn't as disgusting as I thought. <laughs> I don't use
2: disgusting, <laughs> but I do say actually.
3: <laughs> we do the same thing
1: over here. I grew up an adventurous eater and Barry, not so much.
0: But if it's green on my plate, typically I'm not eating it. So you can't hide that. That's
1: true. Do you cook together? Uh, Sometimes we cook together. Barry enjoys cooking. I don't enjoy it. I am an excellent cook. It just doesn't give me the same zing that it does. Barry, so cook away, my dear. Cook away. (laughs) I don't
2: like to see how food is made i like to see the finished product, but I don't like to see how it's done. That's
3: right. why Keith never enters the kitchen.
0: <laughs> My father is the same way. If he sees me cutting up a chicken before it's cooked, he gets disgusted yeah, by I, it.
3: it I, like,
2: I just need to see the finished thing.
1: All right. So let's go ahead and take a break. You if... said so. I did I, know. I
2: did. I did that because I want to feel a sense of humanity with you.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that we will take a break now we're gonna give some love to our sponsors we're gonna come back and then we're gonna hear a little bit about a pet peeve to celebrate our 20th anniversary we're going on a cruise and we are so excited our cruise and travel agent leslie baker of expedia cruise ship centers in scottsdale put it all together for us last year you want to know what my favorite part of putting it all together is
0: the fact that Leslie called us, reminding us to get our reservations done early, to take advantage of all the perks, like pay gratuities and the drink package. Did I mention the drink package? There's drink package. Or that she helped us plan the excursions, or was it that she's a travel diva and knows everything about everything and gave us great travel tips and secrets?
1: Well, all that too, because we're seeing the Baltic capitals and some amazing sites we're going to eat wonderful food and we're going to pair it with great wines, but... You know I'm the budget person, right? You mean cheap. Okay, cheap. The best part of working with Leslie and Expedia Cruise Ship Centers in Scottsdale is that we booked last year and paid a little off each month, so it was easy to pay for our dream vacations. You know, we do it every year. We've got next year's planned as well. Expedia Cruise Ship Centers is the navigator of spectacular vacation experiences. Everybody needs a vacation, cruise or land, and everyone should call Leslie at 775 560-3647 560-3647 that's leslie at 775-560-3647 all you entrepreneurs in the phoenix area coming up on monday august 29th is the biggest networking event in phoenix and it's free there will be over 1300 of phoenix finest entrepreneurs small business owners and professionals in attendance you are bound to make some amazing connections This is going to be the last Networking Phoenix signature event of 2016, so don't miss your chance to attend this prime networking opportunity. If you want to meet the right people for your business connections, then meet up with Gelly and the gang at the Networking Phoenix last signature event of the year. That's Monday, August 29th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Embassy Suite Scottsdale Resort on Scottsdale Road in Scottsdale. Attendance is free. There's even a free networking seminar at 4.30 p.m. in case you are new to networking or you just want to get the most out of the evening. There are even still a few exhibitor tables left. So dress business casual and bring lots of business cards. Be sure to RSVP by going to networkingphoenix.com. That's networkingphoenix.com and clicking on events.
0: Welcome back to Together 24-7. We're talking with Rebecca Klein-Scott and Keith Scott and... It is Tall heat. Small Productions. Tall Small Productions, because he's tall and she's small. Are you going to let me finish my sentence? No. You got to stop that talkative one. <sighs> tall Small Productions out of Baltimore, Maryland. Communications consulting and training. Okay. What do I know? <laughs> what do I know about Baltimore? The, the only thing I know about Baltimore, I think, is Charm City Bakery. That's it. Darn good crab cakes <laughs> in Baltimore. Darn good
2: crab cakes. If you like crab, we
3: need to take you around. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's a few more things. But we yeah. had to get amazing crab cakes today at a place called Papa's and Oprah Winfrey was there just this weekend.
3: On Saturday uh, night. So I she recommended didn't the place to us to dinner, but we oh, got I, to go I, a few days later.
0: Yeah, I recommended the place to her. That's why she went. hmm well, Yeah. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> so so Keith, I t- see now now because you said it I don't sew that much and now I am. Keith, you have a pet <laughs> yes. peeve. It is an interesting pet peeve. Tell our listeners all about it.
2: People in the summer who traditionally wear flip-flops who drag their heels when they're walking. To me, it's a perfect sense of laziness. And you just get a feeling that that person is just lazy because if they can't take the effort just to lift their flip-flops, imagine what else they'll do in life where they won't use the effort. So that drives me absolutely nuts.
3: As well as what that often comes with. We were out to lunch the other day at a decent restaurant and the woman at the next table took off her flip-flops and was rubbing her fingers between her toes. Oh, eating. Wow.
1: Wow. Oh. oh, nobody likes that. Nobody should yeah. be doing that. So listeners, if you are dragging your feet with your flip-flops, that's body language too. And Keith already knows that you're lazy. And And if you're at a restaurant and go anywhere near your feet, leave. Leave immediately. You're disgusting the rest, rest of us.
0: And, you know, we see this all the time. being in Phoenix, it's flip-flop weather year-round. Pretty much. And people wear flip-flops to work everywhere. It doesn't matter. They just wear flip-flops. And, and it's not a flip-flop. It's a flip-shh. 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 Oh, yes. <laughs> and it, it, I, I feel your pain on that one. I get it. And Luckily, Catherine- the
2: lady with that flip-flops in the feet didn't order the cheese plate could not good to help it.
0: Now, Catherine has a whole other issue with flip-flops.
1: I can't have anything between my toes. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yes. Yeah, so that and she little... can't
0: see people That's with things brilliant.
1: between their <laughs> toes. I can't see people, and especially if it's heels. And then you got that little, that little separate. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I hate that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That should be banned. I agree.
1: That that drives me crazy. So, so
0: <laughs> I'm I'm not allowed to own flip-flops because of Catherine's oh, please, there's a
1: a thousand other reasons why you don't wear flip-flops and <laughs> so concludes this interview with Rebecca Scott Rebecca Klein Scott I almost got them backwards Rebecca klein Scott Keith Scott tall small productions he's tall she's smaller I'm not gonna say small because she's right in Thank my you. in my range of of,
3: of mediumness. heightness there
1: tall small productions uh can be found at tallsmallproductions.org. we're going to have all of the contact information on our on our website on the show notes for these guys it is communications consulting and training do you go outside of the baltimore area or do you have products that uh, that
3: that others can pick up on or we are starting to travel quite a bit anyone who would like us to come we can be there we this summer did sessions in richmond virginia virginia beach savannah georgia we're going to canada in the fall so you have have
1: suitcases will travel have classes will travel rebecca exactly and, rebecca and keith tall small productions guys thank you so much for being on our show thank, thank you, you for, for having us
3: we just may travel and wind up at your doorstep Watch hey out. not in the summer that's
1: my advice to flops.
0: you <laughs> <laughs>
1: flip flops are fine but trust me not in the summer
0: and, and we'll catch you everybody next time see
1: everybody next time bye-bye
0: We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net.
1: Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well.
0: Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you email us at guests at together247.net.
1: And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on
2: listening.